Hello, I am Jamarius Thompson, a junior elementary education major with a concentration in social science from Columbia, Mississippi. I would like to introduce to you the College of Education and Human Development. The College of Education and Human Development, or CEHD, is accredited by the National Council for Accreditation of Teacher Education and is a member of the U.S. Prep National Teacher Preparation Transformation Center funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Students in the CEHD gain hands-on experience through structured field and clinical experiences and assisting with on-campus centers, such as CEHD Kids College and the Lottie W. Thornton Early Childhood Center. The CEHD also provides curricular, test prep, and other support services that prepare students for professional licensure in elementary, early childhood, secondary, social studies, health, physical, and special education. Graduates of the CEHD go on to be leaders in education. Our most notable alumnus is Dr. Rod Page, former United States Secretary of Education and former interim president of Jackson State University. Other alums who've made significant achievements include Principal Dion Woody, 2016 Jackson Public Schools Administrator of the Year, and Adrian McDowell, 2018-2019 Jackson Public School Teacher of the Year. For more information on the College of Education and Human Development, please visit the link below. fans, welcome to episode 163 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. My special guest today is a graduate transfer defensive back from Southeast Missouri State, none other than Al Young. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, Al. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm glad you could have me. Oh, man, we're glad to have you. Fans definitely want to hear from you. Excited about what you're going to bring to the table this fall. Of course, you're one of our newest Tigers. So congratulations on the big move. How does it feel, man? I feel amazing. Like, I feel like I'm back in high school. Like, it's all over again. Like, <laughs> amazing. No doubt. I, I can imagine. I can imagine, man. So, you know, you're, you're coming to us as a graduate transfer. So, congratulations on graduating as well, man. What did you get your degree in, and what would you say you're looking to study at Jackson State as well? I got my degree in recreation, uh, and then what I look to go like forward in is higher education. I want to learn, like, teach, be able to teach kids, learn, learn from them, and then them learn from me. Okay. 
when you say teaching more in a classroom setting or, you know, potentially getting into coaching as yeah. well? Yeah, potentially getting into coaching and, yeah, also in the classroom, on and off the field as well. Okay. So you you, lo- you love the youth, huh? You like work, yes, helping, helping the youth? Yes, sir. <laughs> awesome stuff, man. So take us through that decision-making process. Of course, you had several other offers, but you chose the Tigers. So why JSU? Uh, I mean, it was it was tough, but I felt like I was at home when I was talking to the coaches. I mean, they just we all connected from like the from the get go, and it wasn't even like a it wasn't even a second like a sec, second option. Like I just from the first as soon as they hit me up the next day, I was like, yeah, that's it. So just that quick, huh? So yeah. no doubts about it, no second guessing. No, no second guessing. Like once once my heart told me, like yeah, that's where you need to be. That's where I need mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And you know what it shows in your announcement because you sent out a tweet with your announcement and you said it's time to be the change. And I'm not talking about small change. And y'all talk about it. I'm being about it. So speak on that, that change and, and being about that change. Uh just like with the with the HBCU stuff, just like a lot of players not coming out and then Coach Prom, he's trying to change that. Like a lot of people talk about how they they want to go and help change the HBCU, but some people ain't really did it. They're just talking about it. So I want to be one of the first people to actually, like, at least help do help prom with the change and just try to be, like, draw more attention to that. Definitely. You're definitely a part of a change. Uh, trendsetters, you're a part of a new wave. And, of course, it all started with Coach Prime and his announcement and his decision to come to Jackson State. And you mentioned him already. But talk about this opportunity to be mentored by him. I'd imagine it's probably – it has to be every football player's dream to be coached by the person who is the greatest to ever play that particular position. And for you, that dream is about to be a reality. So talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I still remember just getting a phone call from him just, like, still shot me. But – <laughs> it's like it's it's like how you say it's a dream. Like I mean, one of the greatest called me, and I basically just asked me to come in, help, and that's what I'm gonna do. And mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And you already mentioned the, just the staff in general, and already building a relationship and feeling at home. So talk about your DBs coach, Mr. Kevin Mathis. He he also had a long NFL career. So how huge is that for you to be have, to have that position coach as well to have that experience in the NFL? Uh. I, that was really one of the main things too, like when, with the recruiting, like talked to him and he just like basically just gave me his whole background, like being an underdog, and I like I can connect with that because like I I came from a small D one like Southeast and then going to another one, but seeing a program that's about to go on the rise like real soon, like Coach Matthews just know he like know he know a lot and he know what's going on, so I just yeah. want to be able to like like I said help t- change that program. And then just learn learn from him. Try to be a sponge and soak up all the knowledge you got. Mm-hmm. And now you were a, a three-star recruit coming out of high school. And, you know, you talked about you're coming from a smaller college. So do you ever feel feel like you've been overlooked? And would you say you've ever had played with a, maybe a chip on your shoulder because of that, out to prove yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, I, like you said, I was a three-star coming out of high school. I was – ended up going to a small, small school. I was, like, ranked 20 in the state, and I was the only person that – in that ranking that went end up going to like a small FCS school and yeah that that put a big chip on my shoulder like I felt like I was like everybody overlooked me. So then when I got to SEMO I just did what I had to do and now God put me in a better spot than me Dion and now he see he see what people used to see in me and mm-hmm. they about to they about to see see some more. Right, right. And coming out of Central High School in your home state, Missouri, which you mentioned, 
you, you stayed in state and you decided to go to Southeast Mizzou and you became a starter pretty quickly. I think it was your red shirt sophomore season, if I'm not mistaken. But talk about your time spent in the Ohio Valley Conference. What was that experience like for you? Oh, uh, it was it was a, it was a great experience. I mean, but I did play, I actually play my true freshman. Year. I was a return man, mm-hmm. so I played a lot of, like a lot in the return game as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year, that's when I actually got like got got my feet wet, and it was just going going in the OVC. I mean, you a lot of players don't get talked about, but I went against a lot a lot of talent like. Some of the kids in the NFL, and <clears throat> I feel like I got great experience. Had a good, had some good coaches, and I learned a lot from some players uh, like in front of me, like Mike Ford. He played with the Lions now. Right, and right. I I was able to like how I said be a sponge, soak some knowledge from him, and to help take my game to the next level. And just some other players we had there as as well. So it was a great mm-hmm. experience. And you mentioned playing in the uh, the special teams as a freshman. Did I see where you returned some kicks as well? Yes, sir. So, Mr. Versatility, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> Did you play some wide receiver in high school? Yeah, I was a I was a three-star athlete wide receiver in high school. So, yeah, I played a lot of receiver. So, did you get recruited as a wide receiver? Or at what point did you convert over to a cornerback? And how did that recruiting go? So, it was like a long story. So, I came out of high school as a three-star receiver. So, I went to college my freshman year as a receiver. And I got there. I was doing my thing. But then – Got to my sophomore year, two DBs went down. And mm-hmm. I was the only one in the receiver room that ever played DB in high school, which is a coincidence. So coach ended up coming to get me, asked me, like, man, can you play DB? I'm like, man, coach, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I was just, like, in high school, I was just freestyling DB. I don't really know how to play it. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man, I'm gonna just show you. I, I can work with you. And my first game I played, and I got a pick against Kansas. And mm-hmm. ever since then, I've been back in the back end. So Wow. So – was there ever talks of you going back to receiver? And if those talks did take place, did you initiate those talks? Did you want to go back or did you want to play both ways? <laughs> uh, we tried We tried to do the both ways place. We, uh, we uh, actually worked it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Our coach just went like, he wasn't really feeling it. He was like, man, I don't want to wear you out. Because then I play mm-hmm. special teams as well. Okay. So he didn't want to just wear me out. So, And then he let me choose. He was like, man, you you, you better on defense. Like, we can use your own offense, but he said, man, you, we're going to need you on defense because you can play the ball well. You, I use my receiver skills as, like, right. to cheat sometimes. So, like, when I know a receiver lined out wide, I know he coming back in. If I know he lined up tight, he going back over across. across. Like, I just use all that as a tool, and that helped me out at DB. So, mm-hmm. I'm glad wow. I made that jump. Yeah, we'll have a, a several defensive backs in the JSU secondary this fall who played receiver, uh, DeJon Warren. He played receiver as well as Isaiah Bolden, so you'll be at least a third person, probably a couple more than I'm missing as well. So that's pretty interesting. So I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Al, Al Young, the cornerback, lined up against Al Young, the receiver, all game long. What are those stats on both sides looking like? <laughs> that's a tough question. I mean, <laughs> How many I catches? Like, Start there. <laughs> like, I know I know what I can run. I know what can get me open. Okay. I'll just say I'll lock myself up. <laughs> Lock yourself up. I'm pretty sure Al Young is the only person who could lock Al Young up too, right? Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's a compliment to yourself. Yes, good stuff. That's good stuff. So you started out with a bang. As you, as you said, you, you got out there, got your feet wet uh, early in your career. 
But then you suffer a season-ending Achilles injury in 2019 after starting the first four games. Now, when we hear the word Achilles, most people immediately think about the late, great Kobe Bryant. But there's been many other notable athletes who suffered that injury and, you know, they went on to come back and, you know, made a strong comeback at least. I think most recently, Kevin Durant, if I can remember, in, in the NBA, and he made the All-Star game after the injury. And then a few years back, there was Richard Sherman in the NFL. He didn't miss a beat either because he made a Pro Bowl with my 49ers since that injury. So talk to us about how that affected you first mentally and then physically. Uh, when, that, when that happened, I actually, like, I didn't even know what happened. I caught a pick, and I came down, and it was, like, my leg was numb. Like, I, my teammates telling me, get up, don't show no weakness. And I was like, man, all right. So I tried to get up, but I, like, I, I couldn't stand up. Like, I just couldn't stand up. And then that whole process, I like, coach, they were telling me when I got to the sideline, because I've never been injured. I got to the sideline, and they was like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, all right, I probably just rolled my ankle real bad. Mm-hmm. And, I, and they was like, yeah, you told your kids. I'm like, all right, so how long I'm going to be out? Two, two, three weeks? They wow. were like, no, you know what that is? I'm uh-huh. like, no, I don't know what that is. And they were just like, are oh, you done for the rest of the season? And I'm like, nah, like. Like I cried. I was nervous. I'm like, man, I was having a good year, so I just knew I was like, this is my chance, this is my shot. But God had other plans. I had went through the process of just working out, training by myself, mm-hmm. and then going to therapy. When they, even when they didn't have therapy for me, like, like had we had therapy, but I was going like two days out the week. But I went extra days just to get that extra training mm-hmm. by myself on my own. And then I had like a personal trainer. He was there. Then my wow. mom at home. She was on me. So I was I was gonna come back regardless. Like mm-hmm. and then my coach just told me, like my D B coach at Simo, he was telling me, like, man, you had to you gotta change your game, like, cause you ain't gonna come back the same. When he said that, that lit a that lit a fire in me, like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna ever tell me that. Like I ain't gonna never play the same. Like so I came back in spring and he was like, It don't even like you had an Achilles injury, like the way wow. cause I took that to the heart when he told me that and I told him that personally. I'm like, man, come don't ever tell me nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm built different, so Wow. It's amazing, man. Inspiring story. How, how long did it take you to get back to full speed? To full speed probably took me about a year, a whole, okay. about a whole year. Mm. Part of the SIU game, I played the SIU game. I played the SIU game, and I don't even think I was 100%, but you couldn't even tell. Mm. Wow. And, yeah, you know, as you said, man, you, you looked great since your return, and you even returned to pick for a TD. Mm-hmm. After that injury, so describe that feeling when you when you reached the end zone. Man, that felt like that was like that was just like the breaking point. Like I told you, like I felt like I I was doubted. Like when my coach told me I'm gonna have to change the change the way I play. I remember just breaking on that ball. I seen the out route, and I just broke on it off the Achilles foot and caught it. Ended up taking it to the house, and it just like my teammates would all race to the sideline. Like <laughs> we all took we took that they took that flag because they knew how much it meant to me. Wow, like, coming off that injury, so. That's, that's a memory I always remember. I bet. That's good stuff, man. All right, so, Al, describe your game, man. What kind of cover corner are you? All right, I'm more of a man corner. I like to be on the island by myself. And I like to get nasty. So, soon as the, the game starts, soon as you kick it off, I want to get in their face. I don't want you to I don't want you to think stuff going to be sweet on this side. Like, nah. So, I'm going <laughs> to like, lock you up and be in your face. I'm not going to say nothing to you. Uh-huh. Let you know I'm physical from the jump. Hmm. Let the game do the talking. Yeah, I don't do no talking on the field. I just I let my game talk. Gotcha. So who are the corners that you look up to the most, or maybe patting your game after? Uh, 
Denzel Ward, because he kind of same body figure size as me, like, and then we he kind of twitchy like I am. Uh, mm-hmm. Any more physical at the line, patient sometimes. And I say, who else? Probably Marcus Peters, because like mm-hmm. I said, aggressive, super aggressive. And he, I mean, he, of course, he talk a lot, but I don't, I don't do that talking. Right. I just play. I just play. So, them mm-hmm. only two I can think of. It's Father's Day at Kohl's. Even though Kohl's believes dads deserve more than just one day, they deserve to be recognized every day. That's why they have tons of awesome gifts dads are going to love year-round. From outdoor entertaining to team apparel and accessories to watches, baseball hats, and fedoras to activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, you'll find all his favorite things at Kohl's. So shop now at Coles.com, it's the perfect way to thank all the dads in your life. So these are some exciting times at Jackson State. I know you're looking forward to getting there, but with uh, what Coach Prime and, and company have been brewing for the fall, we, we're really looking forward to that. But one thing that I'm personally looking forward to is this upcoming competition in practice, because I, I actually think that the practices could be even more competitive than some of the fall games, because when you look at the secondary, you have guys like Shiloh Sanders, who was a starter at safety in the SEC. John Warren, I mentioned him earlier. We call him Nugget. But he was the number one junior college cornerback recruit in the country just six months ago. Then you have Zay Bowden. I mentioned him. He's coming from Florida State, former wide receiver, converted to cornerback. He did his thing this spring. And we have our own C.J. Holmes, who's been all conference already in his career at Jackson State. That's just the name of a few. I'm not going to name everybody. <laughs> but they say iron sharpens iron. So are you looking forward to gelling with those guys and making one another better? Yes, sir. I mean, I'm looking forward to competing. I mean, they kind of all reached out to me on Instagram and Twitter when I when I made the decision. So, like, we all locked in. And that's one thing about me. I've never been afraid to compete for nothing. So, we all go make each other better. We all go learn from each other. And we all go teach each other. Mm-hmm. So, you guys are already communicating and forming a bond. I see that a lot on social media when somebody gets signed. Everybody's reaching out. So, there's already a little bit of camaraderie being established. Yes, sir. We've been talking. We've been communicating, talking about how we feel to try to win this championship. Well, we're not for the try. We feel to win this championship. Right. I no doubt about it. You know, I, I mentioned those upcoming practices. Now, as good as this secondary will be, you guys will have your hands full every single day in practice going up against this loaded wide receiver core, which is, I, I would say, already one of the best, if not the best in the SWAC this spring with guys like Corey Reed coming from Louisville and our own, uh, Warren Newman. But they'll be adding the likes of uh, Shane Hooks. He's coming from Ohio University. You have Keith Gorman coming from the University of Houston and, and probably a few more surprises. So h- how much fun do you imagine that'll be? Man, that's going to be crazy, but it's going to be like, it's going to be a challenge. Like that's, that, that's going to, they're going to prepare us for the, for the game, for game day. It's going to be easy for us on game day because we've heard some players like that. And we're going to learn every day. I mean, that's the only way you'll get better going against good competition. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help us out a lot in the secondary. Yeah. I know they always have cameras rolling, but I hope they have those cameras rolling for those practices, man, because that's a must-see. That's going to be some must-see TV, so I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of the spring, did you get a chance to catch any of the games? We had uh, several that were on ESPN. Oh, yeah, I watched – I watched. I actually watched a lot of games. So I, when when I made my commitment, I did my – I started doing my film early. So, like, I'm more of a film guy. I love, I love to learn early. So I watched – I broke down a lot of tape by myself, watched, watched mm-hmm. every game, see where – where I can help out at a lot, see what I can uh, bring to the table. 
So mm -hmm. yeah, I watch a lot of the spring game. Okay. And now earlier you talked about that change. How big do you think the exposure of playing on ESPN was for that change? Is that something that you think will attract future recruits? Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah, because a lot of kids, man, a lot of kids not just like it's gonna sound bad, but a lot of kids not just going to going to play football in college just to just 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 to just to go to school. Like kids mm -hmm. trying to trying to feed their family. Like they trying mm -hmm. to go to the NFL. They trying to go to the next step. Like I know, like it's it's hard just 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 trying to get through. Like just trying to just I mean it's 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 good to graduate, but it's hard to just try to get through. Like I know you wanna ain't nobody just playing football just to be like, I played football in college. No. Mm -hmm. You wanna say I played at the next level also. But that's the main thing. So yeah, that's go that's go that's gonna draw kids' attention. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So of course, you know, you talked about watching a lot of the games. So you got got a chance to become familiar with the SWAC and some of our opponents. But mm -hmm. how familiar were you with the SWAC and just HBCU football overall growing up in Missouri? Because I know we don't have much, you know, we don't have any SWAC teams in that area. But just what was your familiarity like? Uh, I actually I didn't really know much about HBCU. One of my roommates, about Darius Knight, he was uh, telling me about HBCU like when I got there in college my freshman year uh, at SEMO, and he was like, "Man, this HBCU, blah blah blah." I'm like, man, what is the HBCU? <laughs> wow. He was like, uh -huh. it's an all-black school. Uh -huh. I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, they got that? And he was like, yeah, bro. He's like, basically just telling me about it. So then I started doing my own little research throughout my seasons at CMO. And I'm like, man, I really should have went to HBCU. Like, I fit in. <laughs> and then luckily I got that chance, like, with the injury and then come, being able to come back. For another senior year, I got a chance. Now I get to play the HBCU. Like mm -hmm. I talked about it. Now I'm, I'm happy to be here and be able to be a part of it. Wow! So no recruitment from any HBCUs coming out of high school. None. Oh wow! And you know that's we talk about that. You talked about the change, but I think part of that change has to be on the HBCU end because I think you know you being a three star that may have deterred some HBCUs from offering you a scholarship, feeling like they didn't have a real chance at landing you. But with what Coach Prime is doing, I've noticed because he's going after guys like yourself, you know, four star recruits, five star kids, and what's that's what's that's forcing other coaches throughout the uh, SWAC and throughout HBCU football to up their game and start making e these offers. And what they're finding is that kids are saying, oh, yeah, I'll go to a, you know, fill in the blank HBCU when before that school, that coach probably wouldn't have made that offer. So I think that's going that's huge when it comes to that change as well, just the offer. Because you're saying had you had that opportunity to be introduced, you would have seriously considered it, right? Yes, sir. Wow. Definitely. All right. There you have it. There you have it. So what about your familiar with Mississippi itself? Because – there's a direct line, believe it or not, from from Mississippi to Missouri, mm -hmm. especially when you talk about St. Louis, which is probably what less than two hours from your hometown. Is yeah, that about right? About an hour, yeah. An hour, okay. Yeah. So it seems like, <laughs> to me, it seems like everybody in St. Louis is related to somebody from Mississippi, and I know Jackson State has always had a ton of students uh, from that area, and they have a really strong alumni chapter up there as well. So, have you ever been to Mississippi? Do you know anyone from Mississippi other than your your, your teammates? Man, I got a lot of family in Mississippi. Bigger. So, so that's the crazy thing when you said that. That's the crazy thing about it. My auntie lives in Hernando. Uh -huh. And then I got a, I got an uncle that lives in Coldwater. And then I got family in Tunica also. Mm -hmm. as well. So I, I know a lot about a lot about Mississippi. Mm. So a few a few home cooked meals while you're there, possibly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's certain places, man. Chicago is one. Atlanta's another. And of course, St. Louis, where. Mississippians have just migrated to over the years. So there's always going to be that deep connection. So I wasn't surprised when you said that at all. 
Now, one person from Mississippi that I think you know, at least now, is the Jackson legend himself, Monte Ellis. I think I saw you chopping up with him recently. So, you know, he's he's always been a big supporter of Jackson and Jackson State University. He's done some, you know, financial things for Jackson State recently. So did he give you a nice big welcome or what? Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, I ran across him after a workout, and it was amazing. He was just like, you going to Jackson State? I'm like, yeah. Like, and he just gave me the whole spiel. Like, man, I appreciate you to be here. Like, just basically just telling me all he do for the for the program and mm-hmm. how he would have – if he could have went to college there, he would have, like mm-hmm. – that was a great dude great conversation too yeah definitely man he's uh you know he, he's one of ours he he didn't go to college but uh he played a lot of course he, he went straight to the nba but he played a lot of his home games at jackson state because he was so he was so big that the games it was too big to fit in the local high school so a lot of his games were right there on the campus of jackson state he's been going there you know pretty much all of his life the games and different things around he's from he I could probably almost walk to Jackson State from his neighborhood. Yeah. So he's definitely a friend of the program. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him there, especially with that Dallas connection with Coach Prime as well. So definitely shout out to Monte Ellis. Definitely. All right. Al, any final words for our fans before we let you go? Uh, no, I mean, just just be ready to go. Win. Just be ready for the championship that's about to come through. We could have we could have gone and bring it home. That's no doubt it. about it. No doubt about it. And where can the fans follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at A1TurnUp and then on Instagram, Young one All right. There you have it. He is one of our newest Tigers, cornerback Al Young, coming from Southeast Missouri State, and he is part of that change. Definitely. And that'll do it for Episode 163 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love.